Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, I wanted to start off this week with just a, a quick question for you. Okay. Moana is coming out soonish, and they've released uh, several trailers for it. Right. And one of the main characters is voiced by The Rock, and his name is Maui, and he is uh, a like a demigod. And I'm wondering, so how Maui is going to be portrayed in the parks, because he is like super jacked, like muscles, but he's also kind of fat and kind of short. And I'm wondering if, if they're just going to get somebody who's, you know, Samoan, who's really, really, really strong. And just have him, you know, walking around in the parks. Or if uh, Maui's going to be a costumed character with big fake muscles who, you know, then it doesn't matter who plays him. But yeah. it's just, it, you know, Peter Pan is a, is, a, is a person. Jasmine's a person. You know, there's, there's a lot of cartoon Disney characters who are people, but they're all normal, you know, body types and normal, you know, normal looking. And Maui's just really disproportionate. And so I'm wondering how they're going to, how they're going to handle that. So the question is, will he be face or will he be fur? Yes. And I don't know because the, here's the other thing about Maui. Maui has a lot of tattoos. Uh huh. And so if you, if you were to go with strictly a face character, would you not have to, to handle all of that, all of that art before they could even go out for their shift? Well, I, I'm sure they'd put him in like one of those tattoo t-shirts, you know, uh, with some with some yeah. makeup or like a necklace, you know, that covered up the the neckline, and then maybe some something on the wrists to cover up the where the sleeves are. By the way, are you are you like is this is this episode going to come with a warning that you are destroying magic today? Oh gosh, yeah, I guess in NFSM. Yes, yes, <laughs> not not safe, safe for magic. magic. Yeah, so so th- now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh. I think I feel like it would be a lot easier to go fur. Yeah. Just because it, it opens up a lot. And I think he's animated enough that you could that you could definitely go either way. Uh and that just that makes it I, I feel like that makes it easier because I don't know that you can make him a character outside of some very specific times if that is if that makes sense because i mean there are there are some guys who are over at uh over at polynesian you know Mm -hmm. who do like the luau and stuff that could probably Mm -hmm. do the maui character but are there enough of them to have maui out multiple times during the day yeah because there's also there's also some pretty strict limitations on how long a character can be out yeah and i just don't i don't know if you have enough staff on hand to handle that if it's a face character but is are his proportions too too strange that it would be you know like like Woody and Jesse who are kind of nightmare inducing? Maybe Woody and, Woody and Jesse are are horrible. Well, well, but here's the here's here's the other thing: is he a face character with an augmented with an augmented body? Oh, is there anybody who's like that? Um, Jack Skellington. Oh, which is ugh. which is super creepy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I know there's got to be another character who's that way. Well, I just wonder because if you have the big, you know, jacked body and then a tiny human head, I don't know. I feel like you'd either have to because proportionately, I mean, is the right. only thing. Right. And Woody and Jesse are horrible because their necks have to be big enough to put a human, you know, basically the bottom of a human head in, and 
they just proportionally look weird. And Maui's a little better because he's more of a square, um, whereas Woody and Jesse are, you know, really, really tall rectangles. But Maui's more of like a square, and so you could put pretty much anybody in there. But yeah, um, I think if you made him a face character, you know, like you were saying, that'd be kind of hard because then you have to have you have to have a very specific type of person who is very specifically, you know, really strong. And they've got to be, you know, they've got to at least look Samoan or, or, you know, Hawaiian. And they've got to, you know, have very specific body characteristics to play, you know, this one character. And if you do, you know, a costume, then it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, part of me was wondering, it's like, do I really see Maui as ever being a walk around character? I, I hope so. I think Moana has the potential, but now here's the reason why I do. Th- the more that I've thought about it, I do actually see Maui having potential, and here's why: because you could throw them, you could put them over at the Luau and and stuff mm-hmm. like that over at the Polynesian. So even if they're not park characters that often, I could see them. I could see them being over there. Yeah, there's not really any place in the parks, I guess. To have right, them, well, but magic. At, you could have them. You could have them at certain places in Magic Kingdom. Sure. Sure, but I think definitely at the but, poly is where he would live. You know, at Kona, that'd be a good a good place. He could be character dining at Ohana or character breakfast. I mean, at yes. Ohana, uh, that would be a good spot for him. And then, yeah, at the Luau, maybe hanging out on the beach at night, just kind of walking around, having fun. Right, and then you could also have him, and and he's probably he would probably show up for parades at yeah. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And that's a little easier because they don't need much mobility, you know, as a parade thing. You can, yeah, you can kind of because mobility, mobility can be dangerous. Yeah, that's we saw it fantastic. Yeah, oof, that so, was so rough. For those, man. for those of you that did not see that, uh, was it was it dopey? Dopey, yeah. I, for, so at, at yeah. the end of Phantasmic, there's a steamboat, and like it has every every character on it, and they all come out of one door, and then they're walking around and twirling little twirly stick things i don't know what they're called um but at at one point a couple of weeks ago dopey uh stepped off of the top the top floor like there's a there's a rail and everything but he just stepped off of the um off of the top floor walking around and actually fell between the rails onto the bottom platform of the boat and the and the only reason we can laugh about this is because dopey Dopey safely landed in the bottom floor, it, which probably wasn't fun for Dopey, but but at right. least you know didn't like hit the water or something. Yeah, it was it something was an, really horrible happening. It was an insane miracle that he stayed yes. on that boat. Yes, yes, because I was, physics I was super happy that that didn't go really really bad. Physics would dictate that if you slip off of something tall, you continue on your trajectory. But I can't imagine falling in the water in one of those costumes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. So fortunately, Dopey didn't fall off. And like I said, so I think, I think limited mobility for Maui wouldn't be the worst thing though. If you, if you notice, uh, most, most characters are actually, uh, attached to their floats. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because of those sort of situations. And I'm kind of surprised the characters on that, on that steamboat weren't. And it wouldn't surprise me if they are uh, now. And if not by now, then in the very near future. But anyway, yeah. yeah well, that, the boat's that, gone right now. Well, because they're putting rail. If it, like I said, if it comes back, it's going to be with railing to attach the characters to. So that doesn't happen again. Because yeah. that's just a, that's just a really bad thing waiting, uh, waiting to come. But anyway, that's a, that's a little tangent there. But 
Yeah, I think I think Maui could definitely find a place though. I would I would think Maui's going to be uh not not face character just because again, it's it I feel like it'd be so hard to get those proportions right. Though, I don't know. I mean, you could probably make the argument about a, a lot of the face characters that they are that that they do have to be very specific anyway. You know, I yeah, I that's mean, true. Peter Pan, yeah, to some extent, but then especially, you know, um uh, some of the princesses, I think, get that way. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I but I guess that's I guess it's not nearly as specific. Maui is really really specific. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you want a believable Maui anyway. However, they do it. I I hope Maui's in the park because he's a he's a pretty cool character. He's kind of like Genie, you know, where he's he's funny and a little self deprecating, and his tattoos move independently of him, and he talks to them. And I just think they could do a lot of a lot of fun stuff with that character. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I definitely hope that this movie gets enough traction that it needs to have a presence in the parks. Mm-hmm. So Disney has also apparently been testing a new type of magic band. Um it it's it's a tiny little like looks like about the size of a quarter uh puck. And I think ostensibly it would fit into a, you know, a rubber fitness band type of thing or, you know, possibly a a necklace or uh, or my my favorite thought is to put it on one of those retractable um, belt deals like you put your little ID card for work on. I think that'd be fun. But basically, um, I'm into this because having the magic band on your wrist while it's it's convenient because it's on your wrist it it's awkward and it makes it kind of hard to scan when you have to like line up the top of your wrist with something and if you could actually hold that thing in your hand and just press it up against it you know like say if it was on a retractable thing or whatever that would make it a lot easier to just line up quickly and and just bing bang you know you're in okay i i see your point there but let's be honest the reason they created this new magic band thing is so they can sell new magic band. Though at the same time, I'm okay with that because this would actually, if you if you remember, like way back when we were first started talking about magic bands, before I had my collection of however many that is far too many that I have of magic bands at this point. Um, my big issue was when your magic band died, it was just dead. And yeah. that's game over because the battery can't be changed out. Right. Whereas with this, and they only last like three years, which seems yeah. like a long time. But when you when you pay, you know, whatever thirty or forty bucks for a limited edition one, that's kind of a bummer when you can't use it anymore. Right. And if you're if you go to the parks once a year, you get to use that three times. Right. And then it's dead. So and once a year is a lot. It is. It is. That's <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So that's the high end. It would be getting to use it three times. So. You know, I'm thinking like I've got my uh, my my Disney Alumni Association one. I have my Epcot one, um, and then I've got a couple of other ones, and and all of those are eventually going to be dead, and then I won't be able to use. I mean, I can still wear them, right? But I I'm not huge on wearing those unless they serve a purpose. So what I like about this is inevitably I can buy my Epcot band again. I'm sure once these once these little pucks come out and then that puck will fit inside of that band. But then when the when the battery on that little puck dies, I just swap it out with another one. Right. And I still you know, my band is still functional. My band is still useful to me. So I I like this idea. Again, yes, I'm cynical in that I see (laughs) I see this as as a drive to to sell more magic band stuff. 
Um, but I think in the in the long term, it could be it could be very useful. Yeah, and and it at least seems logical, you know, the, it, for for exactly the reason that you said is that they can still have a non-user replaceable battery, and they can still, you know, make it make it need to be registered and everything. But you can buy the band or buy the lanyard or or buy whatever, and unless they change the shape of them, you know, they can continually just sell, you know, new limited edition, here's a band, here's a limited lanyard, here's, you know, all this stuff, and really never have to deal with people being upset that they can't use their magic band with their old thing. Right, because that's the, that's the only complaint that most of us have about it. Right, Is yeah. And so they pretty much make, make the customizable parts of it um, just unlimited or uh, uh, infinitely reusable. Yeah, so that, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan... Don't get me wrong. I, I am for, too. I think this is great. Yeah, for the for the uh, for the negativity that maybe I maybe you think you hear, I'm actually a, I'm actually a big fan of them. Um, and then maybe it, you know maybe once they're here, I don't know. I'm sure. I I hope somebody will come up with some way of hacking your old ones where you <laughs> you know just chop out the middle of it and throw that puck in there, and then boom, you're you have a functional magic band again after that battery fun. Because yeah. I would I would assume that your old magic bands would still work when these pucks come out. What do you how, think? How would they? Well, but but is the puck is the puck actually different, or is it just a different package in which oh, to hold all of? You mean like stuff? you could still you could still wear your old alumni one, right? Right. Or well, I yeah, could yeah. wear or any of them until that battery died in it because it should still function with all the stuff there. Yeah, as so, long as they'll as long as they'll let you have more than one band registered, you know, unless you had to like pick. Oh, there's no. Right, they're keeping that. They're keeping more than one band registered. Okay, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, you can only have one active at a time, if I remember correctly, but you can right. always... Because, like, all of mine are registered on my account, and I can swap out which one I want to use. But you have to go online and, and set it as the activated band. Uh, on the, the My Disney Experience app, yeah. I th- okay. I think I have to... You know what? I don't really remember if I had to set one as... If I had to set them as active or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it was something like that. If you do, I think that's just enough friction to make that really inconvenient. but. Even, you know, nevertheless, um, I, I think as long as they, you know, as long as they're using the same, because it's RFID and I think it, it's it's a short short range RFID and long range RFID. Is that what, yes. what it is? Because there's yes, an antenna, there's an antenna in there and then there's the passive chip that reacts to the actual uh, pedestal things. So, right. I, I mean, as long as they haven't changed the underlying technology. I should be able to use my, you know, red magic band from 2014 still, as long as the battery's not dead. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's the, and that's the thing until those batteries die, I don't see, I, I see this as just expanding the magic band universe, kind of like the, you know, made with magic stuff. Right. How, you know, first we had the ears and now we've got the, the bows and the, the hands and all that stuff. And it's not like the ears stopped working or even version one of the ears stopped working. They just started adding more stuff that you could do. So what are you going to do with your uh, like alumni and Epcot Magic Bands once the batteries die? Are you going to frame them or just put them in a drawer? I haven't even figured out what I'm going to do with them yet. I don't know. Well, now here's the one thing that uh, we actually have two Christmas trees. So right. we have like a Disney Christmas tree and then we have like a everything else Christmas tree. Oh, that would be a good uh, ornament. Well, I'm actually I'm trying to decide ornament or between Nancy and me, I think we might have enough bands to actually do the car the construction paper chain except done out of magic bands around the tree (laughs) that would be awesome i'm kind of thinking that and 
Uh, by the way, I did just look, and all of my magic bands are active, so I can use any of them. Oh, okay. So, because I I was able to go into my Disney experience and see that the uh, apparently I only have four magic bands right now. So, see, I'm I'm not doing too bad at all, and two of those at least are from uh, actually from Disney, so they're just the standard uh, single color ones, and then the other mm-hmm. two are my Epcot and my alumni association ones. So, see, I'm not too mm. crazy. And how does that, I mean, just very quickly, how does the buying process work? Because I know they have a, like a little number on them. Do they activate it at the register the way that like a, uh, a gift card gets activated when you buy it? No, I, I actually, or so at least for mine, uh, and I ordered some online, uh, the, the Epcot one I ordered online and then the alumni one I was given when we got to our deal, you act, we actually went into the My Disney Experience app and entered that code on the back of your band oh, and okay. that then attached it to your account. And at that gotcha. point, once it's, once you've done that, it's then forever attached to your, you can't, so I can't ever give you my Epcot one and say, here, Jeremy, you, you can have this uh, or sell it to you or whatever. Cause it's always going to, it's either attached to my account or it's been deactivated attached to my account. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've never actually bought one. I've always just used the, the one that came with my reservation. So well, see, you should buy a bunch of them because soon they're going to be, uh, you know, the the hard to come by magic bands as all as they all get replaced with this puck technology. Yeah, I just don't care that much. See, see, you you say that now, but but just beware. <laughs> I I feel like much like pins, these these are dangerous. See, I don't like pins either, though. I've never had a pin before. I've never done any pin collecting. That just like does not interest me one bit. Oh, see, I I like pins, but I'm not. I don't care. I don't care how difficult or easy a pen is to get or any of that stuff. All I care about is, do I like the pen? Does it, mm. is it, does it mean something to me? And if the, if the pen meets that criteria, then I want it. Like I've got, I don't know. I've got one that's like a Mickey head, but it's with the mission space costume. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I worked at mission space or I've got some that are uh, like the, the Epcot logos uh, for the, for the different rides you know, the circle logos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've got those. I've got one from uh, the Matterhorn at Disneyland. And the reason I like that one is because it's uh, it's got a the Yeti on it. They're, you mm-hmm. know, they're Yeti. And it's got a switch and you flip it on and the eyes light up. So the that's, pin has a switch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got huh. so it's got some batteries in it. It's got little light up eyes. Um, I've got one from uh, from Tower of Terror over in. uh over in Tokyo that is actually a two pin thing where the other pin has like, I think it, I want to say it's maybe stitch on it and he's being like electrocuted. And so like you see the, you see the skeleton, the skeletal outline inside of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, that's the, those are the cool things. Those are the, those are the pins that I want. I don't, like I said, I don't care if it's a, some limited edition that I can only get. Oh, uh, I got my, uh, my pin from the relaunch of, of Soren. Oh yeah. Which, yeah. I, which is a really cool pin because it like opens up. So I, I have a, I have a large collection. Well, large for me, very small for any real pin collector collection, but they're all things that I really enjoy rather than just, oh, I've got to have that pin because there's only 500 of them that are going to be released. I gotcha. Yeah. And like, I wish. So I really wish I had some sort of an interest like that because I have basically my ear hats to show for uh, like my trips to Disney and stuff, but that's it. I don't have any kind of a any kind of a, a Disney themed like thing I collect, and okay. I do get a new ear hat every time I go. So I guess after I go a bunch, that'll start to grow. But that's only you know once every trip I get a new thing. As with a pin, you know you can pretty much get as much of those as you can every trip. Right, and and I feel like that's that's exactly what Disney is doing when it. 
when it comes to magic bands or, you know, in this, with this new puck, probably the band that goes around the magic puck or whatever right. they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there probably not create... magic puck? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that just doesn't really roll off the tongue <laughs> quite so easily. Uh, but I, you know, I think they're just trying to give you ways of, of creating this collectible culture mm-hmm. and then you've got to, you've got to collect them all. Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, I guess, I guess it's on the brain, but, I, I also have a pretty large collection of ear hats, so um, I, I actually was buying one for every trip for a while, but I think the last few trips I, I haven't bought new ones, so I, I think maybe I've fallen behind. Yeah, well, and so far I only have, I have two. I have one, a Disneyland one and a Disney World one, so I don't, I don't even have any special ones yet. I guess my, my collection has a long way to go. Yeah, I think I've got like eight or ten of them. Eight or ten? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've picked, <laughs> I picked them up. Uh, you know, for a while I was picking up one for every trip and then I've got, you know, like my graduation one when I completed the alumni program. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've see, got some see, random you, you ones have that a I lot saw more, that I liked. You've had a lot more chances in your life to get these things. Are you, you trying know, to call working? me old? Are you no, trying? Don't be no, calling I'm, me old, man. I'm saying working there and, and having, you know, like I can never get the graduation pin, you know, unless I actually go and somehow go back in time to college again and do the college program, I can't ever get that one. And so I can see collecting stuff like that because that is, you know, as much as you said, like you don't collect the ones that are, that are limited edition. I mean, that's as limited as it gets. That is, you know, nobody can get that, but someone who's gone through, you know, the college program, put the time in and stuff. And it frustrates me when you know that's the kind of thing i want like this signifies that i've done something but like you said unless you unless you go and do it because here's the thing a lot of that stuff like you could probably find if you looked on ebay or well, you sure. look on you know you you head over to the to the disney outlets the next time you're you're visiting walt disney world you can find some of that stuff from time to time but the, the but to me the thing is that you kind of want the experience that goes along with it it's like when i when i log on to the the disney shopping app and i see all of the food and wine festival and sometimes mm-hmm. there's really cool food and wine festival stuff but i'm like i wasn't at food and wine festival do i really right. want that well and if i had a disney college program pin it would be embarrassing for somebody to go oh my gosh i didn't know you did the disney college program and for me to go oh i didn't i bought that you know that's that's super uncool unless unless you're a big time pen collector and then you can then then you're just then you're completing your collection sure so. sure but oh my gosh what were we even talking about oh yeah magic bands okay <laughs> yeah i i too am am excited about this new magic band technology because it it keeps all the stuff that's really good about magic bands and all the stuff that i really enjoy and it makes it a lot easier to kind of diversify your collection and pick, you know, daily from whatever band you want. Because how much are how much are the Magic Bands? Thirty bucks for the I, for I the th- special ones? Yeah, the limited edition I think can get the thirty or four. I don't know. Like they didn't they have those like what what is it? I, I don't know because I'm not into it. My sister really is though. Is it Dooney and Burke? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. they had a Magic Band. And I think it was really expensive, but I think. Normally, like the regular ones are twenty five. Yeah. So if they could sell, if they could sell these little rubber surrounds for twelve or fifteen bucks, that makes a it 20. a lot easier. Yeah. Twenty. Well, <laughs> that makes it a lot easier for someone to have a larger collection of them, and it makes it easier to buy them secondhand. You know, you could go on eBay and buy a whole bunch of Magic Band surrounds, or go on Etsy and buy one that somebody has has customized. 
and you don't have to worry about is this magic band already um already on someone's account because it doesn't matter it's just a piece of rubber that you stick your your identifier in so i'm i'm excited about stuff like that more than you know having a different kind of of technology but it's that it's modular and that like it just makes it a lot more fun and and personalizable if you don't have to worry about is this magic band already already registered and am i going to pay you know am i going to pay 60 bucks for a for a Dunian Burke magic band on eBay and then when i get it find out that this person already registered it to their account and it's basically something i can put in a shadow box and look at and never right. get to use right or is the battery dead you know because that you can't tell if the battery's dead until you get to the park and try to use it well okay so you can uh well no i guess you can't cuz i was about to say you could you could always if you've got a phone with an RFID reader, you can read those bands. Yeah. But that would actually, I, that wouldn't use the battery because the battery is for the antenna. So, right. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't even want to think about what would happen if I got to the parks and then I had to go head over to guest services. And, uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't want to deal with all that drama. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. And it's fun to see Disney like actually iterating on this concept instead of just sticking with, you know, what they made. So, I'm I'm really excited about it. And maybe these little puck things, you'll be able to unscrew the back and put a different little button cell battery in them. And then you don't ever have to worry about it at all. Well, and we should and we should probably uh let's let's end this by pointing out that right now these are just demos. We basically what's happened is people have seen FCC filings. Uh and that's where this is all being picked up from. We don't actually know that Disney's going to use these though. Again, I I think between the two of us, we've seen so many advantages. I know that Disney sees those advantages too. I think I think it's probably pretty likely that these come to pass. I do too. It just makes sense. I think that'll do it for this week's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. Please go over and leave us a review on iTunes. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.